I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to an all-new Nerd Alert. This week, joining me, we're a man down, but we'll soldier on anyway. Joining me from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via a DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen, the Doc. Hey, I got something for you. It's an ad. I want to skip it. Skip the ad. Skip. What do I skip? What what the hell is happening? Nope. Huh? 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 I can I can barely hear whatever you're playing. No, all right, that was terrible. No. Sorry, I got, my I got Okay. It it was supposed to be the reins of it was supposed to be the reins of Castamere. Mm. It, it, it was really supposed, it was supposed to be the reins of Castamere. I'm sorry. You you want you want to okay okay think of any Game of Thrones quote. We're gonna try that again. Ready? Intro take two. <laughs> By the way, I'm leaving this in the show. This is all the show. <laughs> Intro take two. Hello there, Obi Wan John Kenobi, favorite host. Blah 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 blah. Joining me, time and space, Delorean, the Doc. I got nothing. I literally could not wow. think of any Game of Thrones quotes. Oh wait, you I don't know. want it. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> what Jay? You know nothing. There you uh, go. Perfect. You know. You know nothing. Winter is coming. I don't uh, know. Uh yes. Um uh, uh my favorite is when Jon Snow gets introduced and uh I can't think of the knight. Um the onion knight is what they call him, and he's like, This is Jon Snow, King of the North. After Daenerys is like eight Her thousand titles. Yes. Breaker of Chains and Mother of Dragons and Lord of the This is Jon Snow. <laughs> King of the North. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of uh <laughs> um He's not here, but he's here in spirit. Uh, so this is Scott Cox talking. It kind of reminds me of that part. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry. Let me do Scott. Let me do Scott. You, you know, it kind of reminds me of that part uh, in Star Trek 2008 when when they're on the the screen. Which oh, I love that screen. Have I told you how much I love that they put a screen on the Enterprise? I love that. Anyway, so on the screen on the Enterprise. Well, it's not the Enterprise. It's the Kelvin because it's the Kelvin timeline. Well, anyway. Uh, when when they when they get up there and they they introduce I'm um, Captain Pike of the Starship Enterprise blah blah and, and then he goes Hi Chris I'm Nero <laughs> that's my Scott Cox joke you're welcome 
That was, that was good. That was good. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Good. His voice. I, I don't know what voice that was. That was not a Scott Cox voice. I'll have to work on that. Sorry. Uh, so, yes, we are a man you down. Like, I, don't, I don't know. You got to, like, basil yeah. it out a little bit. There you go. We'll work on it. We'll workshop. We'll work on it. Now, you, you get to do the next Scott Cox impression. Uh, Scott Cox, Commander Scott, is not with us. We gave him a week off because the man's about to kill himself. He's doing too many projects at once. Uh, so this week, I'm sorry, it's just me and the doc. Um, we are here to review one of the most... I don't, it's hard to describe this. I would say most anticipated, but I, I think most people... Highly. Highly see, Well, see, I don't even think it's... I, I think most people looked at this kind of like a car crash about to happen. Like, there was kind of a morbid curiosity. And this is how I want to kind of kick off. Like, so Game of Thrones, for seven seasons, was the hottest thing in TV. It was the thing everybody wanted to be. Uh, ratings were huge. People who didn't care about fantasy were watching it. Fantasy nerds were losing their minds over it. Um, <clears throat> it, was, it was one of those... Uh, TV show phenomena. It's the thing everyone wants their show to be. It just dominated pop culture. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing merchandise for Game of Thrones and I drink and I know things on t-shirts, you know, for people who didn't even watch the show. And it was everywhere. And then in one season, <laughs> one really bad season, it went from the king of the world uh to nobody gives a shit anymore. Like instantly overnight, it was like someone flipped a switch and it's okay, Game of Thrones is done now. Like, just done. Like, no one cared. Um, no one talked about it. Just we're done. It's gone. Like, no one cared. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use a movie scene to help this picture. Okay. Okay. It's okay. Jack and Fabrizio on the bow, bow of the Titanic. Right? Jack and Fabrizio. Oh, Fabrizio, I'm an America. Yeah, right. You know, I'm a Luigi. I mean, sorry, sorry. For seven seasons, that's what we got, and then cut to the smokestack falling on Fabrizio. <laughs> oh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. That's it's just you know, straight cut. To you're not wrong. No, it was it was almost uh, impressive how quickly like interest for Game of Thrones just stopped hard just like normally it's like a trickle like okay the show's done now but we know there's more coming so we'll all be but not just like just just flipping a switch which is done so in the wake of that hbo had approximately 2.5 billion spinoffs in development uh that's an approximation it might be more uh one of which made it to a pilot that then never made it to air because they saw a pilot and said no that sucks we're, we're dumping that we're gonna go with this idea house of dragons uh, and that's what we're talking about today. This was a long way to tell you we're talking about House of Dragons today. Because uh, when this was announced, it was, again, every bit of this show leading up to this show coming out was people being like, hey, they're doing a Game of Thrones thing, I guess. Does anyone care about that anymore? Do you care? There's a, game, there's a new Game of Thrones thing. Like, no one was really like, oh, dude, I can't wait for that. It was like, oh, they're doing more Game of Thrones, huh? Huh. That'll be interesting. Uh, so people were very tepid. Uh, and I don't know if it's because they were still pissed about the way Game of Thrones ended or because they weren't sure what this was going to be about. I don't know. But we're here to talk about that show because it is now out. You can watch it on HBO Max. Uh, all 10 episodes of the first season are out. You can go watch the whole thing. So, Jay, first impressions. Uh, and, and we'll do this like we normally do. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it kind of spoiler-free. 
uh, for the first 10 minutes or so, and then we'll jump into it. We'll give you a warning. Uh, so, Jay, with with as few spoilers as you can give me, just your general thoughts, what did you think of House of the Dragon? I really enjoyed it. Um, well, that's really our good. show. Thanks for the... <laughs> Sorry, I, I I do that joke every time I do a review. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I felt uh, like the first episode, I was like, okay. And then the second episode, I was like, okay. But then I like found myself really looking forward to that Sunday night release on HBO Max. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Damn it, Scott's not here to record you saying you look forward to that Sunday night release. Oh, he's going to hate himself for that. <laughs> yes, that would have been a great uh sound bite for the the dock board um the next episode in the next episode um and and this is gonna sound kind of weird but maybe it'll make sense to you it was not as game of thronesy as i thought it would be i i think i get what you're saying uh and i I definitely want to dive into that because it's one of the 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 thing that one of the things about the show i really want to discuss um but i don't want to get too far into that because that that gets into the spoiler but i i think Uh, i get what you're saying yeah yeah and we can cover that more um but yeah we definitely will i think the acting was really good um with a few exceptions uh but I really enjoyed it. And I think there were a few major actors and actresses in this that like really sold their character and really did a good job bringing them to life. Yeah. So um, I did. I liked it. I liked all of it. So. Yeah. Overall, I'm a little more lukewarm on it. I don't hate the show. I don't dislike the show. I kept watching it every Sunday. Um, Again, without going into spoilers, uh, I never really felt jazzed about it the way Game of Thrones got me jazzed. Like, I, I would be sitting around like, oh, yeah, it's Sunday. Oh, there's a House of Dragon to watch. I should watch that. Whereas Game of Thrones, I like, I scheduled my freaking night around getting home to watch Game of Thrones. Um, like, I couldn't wait to see what was coming next. And, like, the whole uh, the whole next week, I'd be talking with people at work. Oh, man, did you watch Game of Thrones this week? Oh, did, can you believe that happened? Like, occasionally someone would throw out, Hey man, you're watching house of the dragon. What, 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 what do you think about it? Uh, it was much more kind of quiet and like low key, like no one kind of wanted to admit it, <laughs> but everyone's like, Hey, you, you watching that game of Thrones uh, or house of dragon. Sorry. Um, so I, I don't dislike the show and I, I'm with Jay. Like the acting is great. Uh, and, and the casting across the board, very well done. I've got some issues with the casting, but that's a whole different thing we'll get into. Um, but yeah, the, the, the actors are doing great. Um, it it didn't end up being what I think a lot of people thought it was going to be just because it deals with, and I'm going to dip my toe in the woke waters, I'm sorry. Um, but because trailers for it were all about, oh, you can't rule, you're a girl. Um, people were all like, oh, here we go. It's going to be another woke fest. And like, it's not. It's it's really, really not. Uh, it, it's... And that seems to happen with everything nowadays that has any kind of female centric storyline is people automatically from a first trailer, like, Oh, it's going to be woke. No, it's not. Um, So that's, what's holding you back. Uh, Shut up and watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Learn from it. Cause that's not at all the point. Like, no, the, uh, 
I don't, again, I don't want to get into spoilers, but like yeah. the, and I want to say the politicalness, but not like politicalness, but like the backstabbery yeah. in this show was so it was immense. So yeah, without giving anything away, um, I'll say this: um, the effects are great, costuming is great, acting is great. Um, all the locations, uh, and by that I mean the handful you see, uh, lots of Dragonstone and lots of King's Landing. Um, still, it, it was cool to see King's Landing at a different point in history, an earlier point in history, like 200 yeah. years, I think, before. Um, cool to see the Iron Throne kind of evolve or devolve, whatever, uh, to see its earlier form. Um, throne. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So if you if you enjoyed Game of Thrones at all, even if you hated the last season, but you enjoyed the world of Game of Thrones, I I would recommend this. I would say give this yeah. a go because it's very much, re, especially the first episode. Excuse me, it's very much revisiting. Hey, we're back to Westeros again, and and here's here's all the things. I mean, they're they're very careful to go back through locations that were prevalent in Game of Thrones to be like, okay, here's the Iron Throne room again. And and here's the giant courtyard that you know will have the weird battle map painted on it in the future. Like they, they kind of bring you back into it. Yeah. Um, it's fun for that, and especially again without spoiling anything, there's a tournament, and I think episode one or two that's freaking awesome. Might be my favorite yes. part of the whole season. That was amazing it, to see. Is episode one is the tournament. yeah you you get to see you know in, in game of thrones you're seeing westeros after a, a bitter uh revolt and after years of a king on the throne letting the kingdom deteriorate here you're kind of seeing like here's all the when they talk about things back in the day in game of thrones this is what they're talking about yes when they talk about um the the dragon pit in all of its glory here it is fully formed not you know rubble and and uh and and destroyed here is is westeros under targaryen rule and all of its glory that's cool to see yes my biggest issue with the show and i'll go into detail on this later but just being very general um game of thrones what i loved about it is the show because it followed so many threads there was always something else to cut to. So if the backstabbing and jockeying for position and power in King's Landing got a little tiresome, we can cut to Arya training to be an assassin or Jon Snow fighting ice zombies in the north or Khaleesi liberating towns in uh, Essos. And, you know, there was always something to cut to. So things never got stagnant. In this show, I feel like they, they focused on one aspect of Game of Thrones, which is the political jockeying and backstabbing and stuff. And it does that very well. But that's kind of all you get at least in this season. And that was my big thing is I kept waiting for them to crank it up and like to shift to the next gear. And they, they just kind of keep idling in first for most of the show to me anyway. Uh, that's without spoiling anything and without getting into to specifics, but that was my kind of big eh about the show is, and if you like that kind of stuff, you'll love this. Um, Cause it does that very well, but I kept waiting for them to kind of jump gears to the next thing. And, and we, we don't, at least in this season. Uh, See, I'm I'm on the opposite end of that. I enjoyed not having to try to follow <laughs> ten different story threads and be like, wait, well, what was going on? 
What's what's Brand doing? Why is he under this tree? No one cares. What's it's Brand. No one cares. Just fast forward. <laughs> fast forward till John Snow shows back up. <laughs> right. Like, we like, we fast forwarded an entire mind. season on Brand on that show. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I I honestly didn't mind it. I didn't mind that there we weren't cutting like yes we were sort of cutting different story threads together but not as intensely as game of thrones and i was okay with that because okay well then let me ask you again without getting into to, to too spoilery let me ask you this did you find and we'll get we'll, we'll dive into this in more detail too did you find the time jumps to be jarring and confusing at all no okay I I felt like I I wish they'd have spread them out a little bit more. Um, I feel like they probably could have fleshed out some more stuff from season one. But I also feel like they needed to fast forward to the action events, and that's for like mm-hmm. we needed the backstory and we needed mm-hmm. that detail and character development. Mm-hmm. And then the time jumps were like, okay, now we're ahead in time. Um, and we stayed there for like maybe an episode or two. The, the only ones that got me were like when we time jumped, I think episodes like back to back, it felt like. There were a lot of episodes that, that I think every episode until the last couple have at least like a six month time jump. Um, yeah, which yeah. is okay. Cause I, I feel like Game of Thrones doesn't like it i felt like the original game of thrones didn't put it in the forefront but more time passed than what you realized like yeah a lot of stuff was happening at the same time but time was still passing you just didn't jump mm-hmm. as far but there were still jumps in time okay so well with that that's all the nice we're going to give you. From this point on, we're going to spoil the shit out of this show. So if you have not watched House of the Dragon Season 1 and want all the things to remain unspoiled for you, stop listening now and come check us out when you're done watching all 10 episodes. If you've already watched all 10 episodes, here we go. We're getting into details. We're getting into the nitty-gritty. And with a Game of Thrones show, it's going to get nitty and gritty. Jay, completely yes. unshackled from spoilers. What did you love about season one? Oh, Patty fucking Constantine. Constantine. Dude! Patty Constantine. Yeah! My God, what a great job. What the fuck has he been hiding? Like like King Viserys, the, the uh, what do they call him, the peaceful king? Mm-hmm. He played that to a T. Like, he did such a great job. And, like, he just... The the funniest thing I saw was actually something Megan brought up to me that she saw like a TikTok or something that said, poor King Viserys, all he wanted to do was love his family and play with Legos. Yep. <laughs> and like, like that's all he wanted to do. And he gets thrown into this shit show of his wife's, of his daughter's best friend. shit show of like rivalry between the two and he's like dude i just you know rhaenyra you're still my you're still the the heir to the throne Mm -hmm. it's just now i have a son and then oh man when um oh what the hell is it allison when allison walked in 
to the wedding, like the pre-wedding feast, wearing mm-hmm. green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody's like, green is the color of uh, uh, whatever, wherever they're from. Hightower. Uh, Hightower. And it's like, oh, shit, she flying her flag. Shit is about to hit the fan. Uh, but anyway, back to Patty Constantine. He yeah. did a great job. He is maybe the only sympathetic character in the entire show. And that, yes. And I'm trying to go back. I don't think he does anything irreprehensible. There we go. I couldn't think of words for a second. (laughs) Uh, I don't think he does anything reprehensible the entirety of the show. Granted, he finds himself in some awkward situations. Where it's like, hey, marry this 12-year-old. And he's like, um, no. my options are marry this 12-year-old or marry this 16-year-old. It's both fucked up, but we're going to take the less fucked up of the two choices here, guys. Um, like, literally, like, yeah. <laughs> he's the only person who, through the entirety of the show, is like, he just wants his kids to fucking get along and quit yes. fighting over shit. And, and have one big happy family and know that his legacy of peace will endure. And that's all he wants. He wants his brother to calm the fuck down and his kids to get along. <laughs> like, yes. you just, your heart breaks for this guy. Uh, and, and yeah, I think uh, he's the only character, at least so far, the only character in season one who, like, legit, is just a pure sympathetic, like, dude, someone just go play Legos with this guy. Right? Uh, the, to... To me, the only thing that you could say, like, he did was the choice of losing both his wife and the baby or just his wife. Yeah, and even that, I well, and, and again, even then, I think he's trying to choose between the lesser of two evils. Like, there's no yes. way that situation is going to go bad or going to go right. And, it, it, and in the end, he lost both anyway. So, like, yeah. the dude just, oh, God. Yeah, I just felt bad. Like you're just like this sucks, man. I feel bad. Yeah, like, and Otto Hightower just whispering in his ear to you know from the shadows and slowly you know like someone he's everyone he's supposed to trust to have his back and have his best interest is just jockeying for their own position and using him like as a, a tool. Uh, you like know, you just you genuinely feel sorry for this guy. I was like, did anyone yeah. just love him for him? And like you get a few little moments with him and and Damon. Especially towards the end, when you, you know Damon, yeah. you feel like genuinely is upset that he lost his brother, and and Renera loves her father as much as she's you know I'm a teenager and I hate my dad. She does come full circle and you know I do I do does love her father, but like just like the dude just can't catch a break, right? Um, and and while we're on the subject of Otto Hightower, I just uh-huh. want to say something. Yeah. I just want to say one thing, okay? okay. Fuck that guy. Legit, dude. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, put like, him right next to Littlefinger. God damn. Just start like, slitting throats. Like in the first episode, you're just like, okay, all right. I, you know, you feel you're like, okay, this guy, he's a, he's a decent guy. And he, oh, he lost his wife. Oh, that's too bad. Wait, you you want your daughter to go to go comfort the king? Yeah, you yeah. Let's jump what? to everyone's reaction from episode. Did Otto Hightower just pimp his daughter out to the king? Yes, yes, he uh, did. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I understood that scene. Okay. Um, also, <laughs> shocking to me, did not realize this until, again, Megan pointed it out. Because when we watch the show, Megan has a tendency to, like, look up who people are as we're yeah. watching the show. She cheats. Got and it. 
And so she's like, oh, my God, that guy's in the replacements. And I was like, what? Yeah. So Otto Hightower is uh, Nigel Gruff from the replacements. And I was like, no. Isn't he also the same actor? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, I think he's also Lizard from Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's him. But yeah, uh, and, and again, like you got to have that kind of character because th- this show, like I said in the non-spoilers, this show is definitely leaning into the the game of thrones, you know, that we're introduced to in the original show when um yes. Uh what's your name? I don't know anyone's names by the way, and I've forgotten uh, all the names in original game of thrones. The the queen lady from the first one. Uh, uh who sips wine the entire last like 3 seasons. Jamie's Jamie's sister um yeah her anyway like she says to to ed stark in in uh in the first season like when you play the game of thrones you win or you die and like they very hard leaned very hard into that for at least the first season of the show it's it's very in a time of peace when there's no war there's some skirmishes and we'll get to we'll we'll circle back around to that but there's it's, it's peacetime so there are no wars to be fought so then we fight internally and that's kind of what season one is about is everyone for for because there's a lack of conflict Cersei. to go Cersei fight. Lannister. Cersei, yeah, there you go. Cersei Lannister. Um because there's a lack of like external threat, we all start to tear each other apart because now our conflict, our our way to gain favor with the king and get more power is that jockeying for position and marrying people off and strengthening your house and how can I lift myself up that's what this season is all about and how that systematically and granted this the family is never very strong to begin with but how that completely (laughs) tears his family apart strong oh shit that's a pun ah (laughs) yep that was totally 100 percent unintentional whoops love it whoops uh yeah that's definitely spoiler territory uh Spoiler, your three children are not actually the guy you married because yep. he is it wouldn't gay. be Game of Thrones if we didn't have a hey, those kids don't have the right color hair subplot. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah. God. But that, I just wanted to point out too, aside from Patty Constantine mm-hmm. and, and Fuck Auto Hightower. Uh, like, yeah. And Fuck Auto Hightower. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that the show found a young actress to play Rhaenyra and a young actress to play um, Allison. Allison. That they then found two older actresses who look so damn close to the younger version for the aged up ones. I was like, oh my God. See, okay. I think they nailed it with Allison. I don't think they nailed it with Rhaenyra. And and that brings me to a thing I want to talk. This is my hot take, okay? Okay. I absolutely fucking hate that six episodes in, we swap out two of our main characters for older actresses. I don't like that. And here's why. Okay. Um, First of all, I think uh, Millie Alcott, who was the original young Rhaenyra, was fucking boss. Um, The entire five episodes she gets to be in the show. She's awesome. Uh, she she's a character. She's the first character we meet when this show starts. 
and you're very much when when she is in that role she's kind of your point of view character she's the one you're rooting for uh people have criticized her for being oh she's just an Arius again and yeah there's some of that kind of because there's some from the same family line but no she's her own character and i i love that character and i love what she did with it and then we jump just hard in in one episode five ends and we don't see millie alcott again now it's and i did not look up the actress's name i have no notes and i'm not prepped for this i'm sorry but we jump like 10 years in the future and we've recast two major roles that's jarring i don't like it it works a little better with allison because the actresses do look uncannily alike uh maybe it's just a red curly hair um that i had an easier time going with but and it's not just that we we jump time but when we do that time jump we go from from rhaenyra i don't just want to be a wife and mother i want more i want to be a dragon rider and i want to fight battles and you know very much kind of aria I don't want my battlefield to be childbirth. I don't want that life. And then we jump cut one episode later. She's aged up 10 years. She's a different actress. And we literally meet her while she's giving birth to her third kid. It's like, yeah, hold on a minute, guys. I think you jumped over some stuff. We're missing an episode here. Um, um, so okay. that's a here's, go ahead. I was going to say, here's my here's my take off of your hot take. Okay. I feel like we're going to have young Alicent and young Rhaenyra again at some point in time in flashback form. They've already said we will. And, if we, and I don't okay. care. And I, I'm, yeah. Good. I, I guess I'm on the other side of that fence then. With, That's like, fine. It, it wasn't that jarring to me. I knew it was coming. Because um, again, sometimes, because TikTok, and Twitter, and she, she's on the social medias. So, yeah, I, I, knew like, I knew it was coming. I was curious but, how they were going to handle it, and I don't like how they handled yeah, it. That's fair. Um, that's fair. But I, I agree with you. Young Rhaenyra is much better at being Rhaenyra than older Rhaenyra. And again, I feel like we're missing we're missing some key decisions Context. in her life. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. we're missing yeah. some very important events in her life that how did she go from A to B? Because it's a very abrupt change. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. And I'm going to sound like, it's going to sound like I'm being very ADD, mm -hmm. but when we're talking about Rhaenyra, the name Renice pops into my head, and God, I fucking love Renice. Which one's Renice? Renice is the one who broke out of the dragon pit. Oh, okay. Dragon. Put a pin in that. I'm not done with my hot take yet. The other reason I hate the recasting. Right. I'm going to dip my toe back in that woke water again. I think it's pretty bullshit that we had to take two female leads and recast them so that they could be believably older. Yet Matt Smith plays the same character the entire goddamn show. Time jumps and all, That's never scary. gets recast. Yeah. Patty Constantine, time jumps and all, never gets recast. They give him old age makeup. Matt Smith cuts his hair one episode. That's it. That's bullshit. Yeah. Either everyone needs to get aged up, whether it's makeup or a new actor or whatever, but I, I don't like this. Some people can and some people can't bullshit. I, I think it's, we're too afraid to put makeup on Matt Smith because he's like the only big name we have. So we're going to leave him alone. Th that that rubbed me the wrong way. 
Uh, I'll get off my high horse. Uh, sorry, my high dragon. It's fine. I understand. I and we will agree to. I agree with that take. The second part of it. Okay. Um, I guess I just wasn't as jarred as you with the uh, the aging up recasting. But and it's only with Rhaenyra. That, yeah. Allison, the the character doesn't feel like a different character. The actresses look enough alike. It it it, it went kind of seamlessly, but with with Rhaenyra, I just I don't buy it. Yeah. Um. Also, speaking of the whole recasting thing. Yeah. Uh, the 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 not not uh, Aegon. You're breaking up. Who comes king? Not the womanizer. Not. Not Aegon, but Amon. You, you there? Quit yeah. using names and just tell me which child it is, because they all. This is this is the inherent problem with this show okay. and this goddamn right. family is everyone okay. just uses the same name over and over and over again. Aegon is the womanizer, like kid that was masturbating out his window. Yes, the oldest okay. son of Alicent and Patty yes. Constantine. Yeah. Okay, Amon is the one who gets his eye cut out. Okay. Okay, so from now on, I will refer to them as Firstborn uh-huh. and Captain One-Eye. Okay. Okay, so I thought that the Firstborn, they did an okay job aging him up. Because I think he was recast twice. I thought One-Eye was Firstborn. No, one eye is the one that they um, put wings on the pig, and okay. he steals. Um, he stole Vagar. Okay, that's all. That's all, Captain One Eye. Okay, that's the other. Again, that's the other part that that without Game of Thrones was confusing because there's a billion characters and you forget all yes. their names. This show was is confusing because. There's not that many characters, but like we said, there's every episode there's some time jump, whether it's six months or ten years, there's a time jump every episode. And the kids, the children, are different actors pretty much every other episode. And that made it yeah. very confusing. That mixed with the goddamn Targaryens love reusing fucking names. Yes. Which makes it ungodly confusing. Uh that or names like Rhaenyra and Rain Rain yeah, Renice. Yeah, it makes this show almost even more complicated to follow because like, who now? What now? Uh, like, I'm gonna say it a lot this episode. So, Jay, this, props to you for being able to follow that. Yeah. Um. So I said to Megan, and I haven't looked into this, but Lucer, uh, Lucerus, they call him Luke, is the oldest son, the oldest bastard child of Rhaenyra and. Um, Jay, you strong. can't say that. The king will what? get pissed. Yeah, he'll murder me. <laughs> the king's brother will chop my head off. Right the fuck off. My head off. That was awesome. <laughs> um, God, I, Damon's... I, we'll get into it. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the oldest son is Luke, and then the middle son was Jace. Um, it was Lucerus and Jaceris. And... Then the youngest son, who I can't remember, but then yeah, Biffer, Boffer, Bomber, Oing, Glowing, yeah, Oing, and then Dory, so, Nori, so I Nori. Getting, <laughs> I was trying to get into the names, right? So like, and then Rainier, right? 
And then they have two kids that they name Aegon and Viserys. But there's already an Aegon. Yep. There was already a Viserys. Not to <laughs> be confused like, what... with Aegon the First, who was Aegon the Conqueror, that they're all yeah. named after. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I was trying to figure out in the last episode if Luke, the actor who played Luke, the one that rode um, the big uh, nasty dragon. No, no, the one that rode the baby dragon. Okay. Um, I was wondering if he was the one who played Jace in like a previous episode. So I feel like they reused an actor a couple of times to play just a different, a different person. Okay. They're like, okay, in this episode, you're now Luke. Even though you were Jace, now you're Luke. Okay, go. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that got confusing to me. Uh, which yes, is good because that's actually a goddamn plot point. <laughs> a mix up over a kid's name is a major plot point of this show, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's jump to what I think we want to talk about, which is the character who steals this entire show and the big name cast and the guy that Scott Cock would then insert some jokes about here. Let's talk about Damon. Uh, he started off such an asshole. And he's still an asshole. Mm hmm. But I like him better now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. That's just look. It's okay to like an asshole. This is Game of Thrones. Yes. If, uh, if the first show taught us anything, it's that whoever you like now, just wait. You'll hate them later. And whoever you hate now, just wait. You'll come to love them. Except for Viserys. I loved Viserys the whole time. Truth. Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. Just wanted to play with his damn Legos. That was the most intricate model of old Valeria. And <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh no, he broke the dragon. And like, I felt bad for him. Anyway, it's okay. Fetch the royal uh, super glue. It's fine. We'll fix it. <laughs> Maester, uh, but <laughs> although hold on, hold on, I do, I do need to insert a Scott Cox joke here though. What a filthy casual to make all those minis and not paint any of them. Jeez, what were you doing up there? Not a single one of those is painted. You fucking amateur. What do you think? You're a king or something? You got something more important to do? Why don't you just get poked by your pokey chair some more? You're right. You're right. Uh, if he wasn't, if he didn't have all those kingly responsibilities, I'm sure the whole thing would be painted. You're right, Jay. Weathered. There'd yes. be like little flame marks on some of the stuff in old Valeria. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Damon, he started out as an asshole, but then I grew to love him. And that's that's the power of Matt Smith, dude. Uh, he's just one of those charismatic actors where no matter what role he is, you can't help but like him. Like, even when you're like, okay. I should hate this guy, but I kind of, he's also just fun to watch. He is always the instigator in any scene he's in. Anytime yes. he's on screen, something's about to go down. Uh, Cause that's just who his character is. Whether he's letting the city guard just run wild on old town or trying to bone his niece or, watching his his wife just you know uh flame herself because bad pregnancy or or like chopping people's heads off because they use words he didn't like literally right there in the throne room from everybody whenever damon's on screen shh, something's about to happen uh i 
I want to say my favorite Damon moment, and I saw okay. it coming. Okay. I saw it. I sort of saw it coming. Like I did and didn't see it coming was when he beat the piss out of that messenger. Uh huh. And you're like, what in hell? And then he got on his drag, or he got in a boat. He didn't even get on his dragon. He got in a little rowboat, rowed out to where the crab eater was, pretended to surrender himself, and then just one man armied against all, all those guys. And then, like, the army came and backed him up, and then he just walked in. Yes. Got the crab eater, and the next thing you, the next time you see him, he's walking out with the crab eater or the crab feeder, not crab eater, the crab feeder, cut in half with like entrails dragging behind, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, Damon just the, chopped him in half. The only action subplot in the entire show was awesome. Yes, <laughs> uh, and I both love and hate that because. We spent a couple episodes building up the the stepstones and the conflict there, and and the king not wanting to get involved, and Damon just teams up with uh, the sea snake and runs off to go to kind of have this battle. And at first, like, okay, that'll be our B plot. That'll be what we cut to throughout the season. Their you know siege of the stepstones and taking that over, and you know there's that we see the the crab eater in one or two shots prior to that whole encounter, and like, okay, that'll be kind of our for lack of a better term, that'll be our Night King. He'll be the big bad we have to kind of take out. And then, nope! One episode, five minutes, done. I'm like, okay, that was awesome, but like, what have we got to cut to now? <laughs> the answer is nothing. Um, that was an awesome sequence, but I, I wish we could have stretched that out a little bit longer. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Or or at least seen the, the confrontation. You know, he, he storms off into the cave and just comes out walking his walking with his severed torso like show me the fight give me something guys i know you're budget constrained but like you can do a fight you can do a one-on-one fight in a cave you've got that money um I, which is my other favorite part with damon is the tourney in episode one when yes. he strides in wearing that full-on dragon black armor and it's just like oh yes all then, of this uh then beats the piss out of uh the high tower. Yes. Um, also, you, you know who else? Like, I flipped a switch real fast on. Can I guess? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Is it uh, Kristen Cole? Yes. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. What a cunt. Right? What right? a whiny bitch. Right? Fucking. Oh, my God. He's like, no, no, Rhaenyra, we can't have sex. Okay, let's have sex. Will you marry me? No, you don't want to give up your potential to be on the throne, but why not? We could be happy together. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, before I kill myself, though, I'm going to beat the piss out of the the uh, gay lover of uh, the future king. Yeah, the guy who literally was just telling you, hey, dude, pretty cool arrangement we have worked out here, huh? And you had to be a dick about it. Because your girlfriend won't run off and marry you, like, oh my god, dude, I don't. No, I'm sorry, like, I don't. That character started off cool because he he beats uh, Damon and attorney, and like that's pretty cool. And then make a big deal out of he's the only knight who's seen combat. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I bet that'll come back into play later. Uh, no, it really doesn't. Um, I mean, it gets him put on the king's guard. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I like where this is going. Okay. <clears throat> 
and uh you know she she might have he might have been Rhaenyra's uh second choice uh to for her first bone you know when her uncle got her all hot and bothered in the whorehouse sentences i never thought i'd say out loud um but anyway like <laughs> she's cool with boning on the down low doesn't want you to lose your gig still wants you to be her bodyguard still wants to be friends with benefits but you're like oh she won't commit to me so i'm gonna be mopey about it like dude get over yourself right and then like when he beat the crap out of that guy yeah for no reason guy did nothing for to him. no reason and he just like was like hey I know what you, I know you fiddled the diddle of that, that little <laughs> piddle right there. And cause I'm canoodling the noodle sh- of the thing over there. Yeah. Right. You know, literally he's just like, Hey dude, we're kind of uh, two peas in a pot here. Hey, you know, you're, you're boning the queen. I'm boning the king. It works yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? Your secrets are safe with me. Right. And then he just, he just freaking just wails on him for no reason. And you're like, dude. And then Allison's like, oh, Sir Kristen, please don't do it. Okay, you and you'll never convince me that Sir Kristen doesn't want to get in the Queen's pants. That is too no, he is he is virtuous, Jay. He is his virtue is untouched. He he would that was inappropriate. He would never do that. No, Jay. Yeah, you're bad, you're Jay. Right. Remember, you're... he was so overcome with grief, he was gonna kill himself because his girlfriend wouldn't run off and marry him. <clears throat> He had to be stopped by Allison because she's so virtuous too. Yes. She's so right. virtuous. She would never do anything to disparage her good name, except maybe feet stuff, you know, not even charging for like girl, get, get some, get some Raven only fans going. <laughs> so Raven only fans, some poor artist sitting in the corner, drawing picture, painting pictures of her feet. Tying them up and sealing them and sending them in a raven all over Westeros. And that's how it was before we had the internet, kids. <laughs> and we like it. Uh, my raven has come. <laughs> oh, it's a red one. Stay away from that one, kids. <laughs> oh, don't open that raven there, kids. That's for daddy's eyes only. Dad, it says it's from r slash feet stuff. No, 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 no. You give that to dad. Uh, anyway. What is this seal? Why does this seal have a high tower on it? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind that. So, yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Sir Kristen Cole. Uh, what a chump. Right? Um, yeah. I I really wish that we could have seen more of... Um, is it the other strong, the strong that does sleep with Rhaenyra? Yeah, dude, talk about an important character who got, kind of gets glossed over. He's in like one episode. Hmm? Well, see, he's in he's in the episode with um, the hunt for Aegon's first birthday. Yeah, but he only plays an actual role in like one episode when he's already been boning Rhaenyra and they're having kids, and then he gets killed off at the end of it. That's fair. Um, again like kind of an important character he's in a bunch of yeah he's in a bunch of other episodes and like he's standing around in the background yeah yeah and was there i feel like he's gonna (laughs) megan kept saying i feel like he's gonna be important he did not be important oh never mind he's dead he was for a bit (laughs) poor guy yeah uh Yes, I am looking forward to. I do like the so. 
And this is something I thought we'd circle back around to, but haven't yet. And I'm sure we will, given where everyone ends up at the end of the season. But so Damon rolls into that tournament, owns the place, and then Sir Cole owns him. I kept waiting for the rematch, um, expecting a rematch. Uh, this is maybe kind of getting into the uh, what I want to see going forward. But like, yeah, I'm expecting a rematch between the if if Damon is in service to Rhaenyra and Cole is in service to the High Towers and Allison, then like, you know, the biggest, baddest dog. I'm not trying to suggest like Clegane Bowl 2.0, but I think there's a conflict coming there and I'm I'm hoping to see it. I I think the conflict will not be between Cole and Damon, though. Oh. I think the conflict will be between Damon and Captain One Eye. That's what I think. Damon's just gonna mop the floor with him. He's a petulant child. No, what, other than his dragon killing a smaller dragon, what badass deed has he ever done? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. Right. But, uh, He's got a cool scar he, and a jewel for an eye, but yes, I agree. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but also he has like the largest dragon in Westeros. Again, yes, and, his dragon will be something to be taken down, but he's a pissant. Yeah, and I think that in that last episode, Damon was singing in High Valerian to that other dragon, which I'm assuming was one of the wild ones. That he he's gonna try to ride Up, that dragon. Upgrade, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. It's getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. And I'm going to circle back real quick, though, because since yes. we're talking about dragons, okay. in a show called House of the Dragon. Well, time out. Anything else about Damon? Uh, awesome. Give us more. Yes. More Damon. Basically. More Damon okay, fighting. Cool. Okay. Dragons, go. In a show called House of the Dragon, I felt like there was a lack of dragons. Almost like we didn't have the budget. Right. I mean, uh, the dragon effects we get are cool, and there's more dragon stuff in this one season than probably most of Game of Thrones. But you're right. Right. They're around a lot. They don't do much. Yes. Uh, and one of the coolest shots in the whole in the whole season. It's a movie. But one of the coolest shots in the whole season was when Luke lands at the at storm's end uh-huh convince the baratheon like whoever's sitting on the throne of the house baratheon yeah to remind him of his vows and he lands uh, he lands and ends there on his it's like draxus or something his little baby dragon and in the background you got a storm you got the storm going in the background and then you just see vagar like roaring in the back like that what a badass shot and then i expected a lot more than what happened in that season finale well it was going to be a one-sided fight no matter what and i think uh yes. young young strong kid did a good job of, of of trying to use his dragon small size and speed to his advantage and, and, and ducking and diving and, and you know that was a cool sequence um apparently he just sort of forgot about the bigger dragon when he flew up into open air 
just sort of like Danny just sort of forgot about the Iron Fleet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Different show. Sorry. Uh, same impact, though. Like, dude, did you forget he was there? It must uh, be in the Targaryen blood to forget, to just forget about, about shit. Uh, it will that wouldn't make sense because he doesn't anyway. Um, strong. Um, uh, another point to to uh, jewel eye Captain One Eye Kid. Uh, he does not have full control over that dragon. He he tells the dragon, no, 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 stop, and the dragon just does not listen to him. Yeah. So that'll be interesting going forward. But you know. Vagar is the biggest, baddest bitch on the face of the planet, right? He now. is. Yes. No. He is the she, biggest, oldest dragon. Is. Sorry, she is the oldest dragon. She was around. She remembers High Valeria. That being she, said, she also doesn't necessarily listen to her writer at this point in time. She kind of does whatever the fuck yes. she feels like. Right, because that's what I'm saying. Is like she's the biggest, baddest bitch out there, mm-hmm. and so she she's like, fuck this guy. You know, I'm going to do what I want. I don't want this little pissant dragon breathing fire on me. I'm going to go kill it. Like, that's just what she is. Because um, she was one of Aegon the Conqueror's original three dragons. Yep. She's been there, so, done that, and wrote the book about it. Yes. Uh, all right, Jay. But yeah, more dragons. I'd like to see more dragons. I think we will see more dragons in season two. Okay. Well, oh, sorry. No, I'm with you. Uh, more dragons. Not, not just more dragons, but more dragons actually contributing to the plot of the story, like doing something. Let's, let's, we've got tons of people who can ride uh, and use dragons. Dragons are the WMDs of this world. Let's get into it. Let's see some fucking yes. dragon fights. Like we kind of right. got one at the end of the, at the end of this season and it wasn't really much of a fight. So Let's get into that. Um, but enough sunshine. Jay, what did you not like about season one? Uh, I uh, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't. I felt like new characters popped up suddenly randomly. And they were there before, but they weren't there before. Yeah. Uh, for example, the twins. Mm-hmm. Who's, and the King's Guard. Yeah. Eric and Eric. Eric and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, those twins and like one's fighting for Rhaenyra and the other is fighting for um, Allison. Alicent. So it's like, okay, cool, but where'd they come from? Uh, also the the whole Damon's prostitute thing. The white where worm. she turned Yeah, where she turned out to be a spy that like was part of like one fifth of one episode. I feel like that's more and, and that's my biggest <clears throat> One of my biggest critiques of season one is it feels like it's nothing but set up for season two. Like it felt like, yeah, there's a lot of backstory here to understand why these families are fighting and why it tore itself apart and why these people don't like these people. So we spent 10 episodes just going through backstory and history. And now we've set up, okay, we're, we're now a kingdom at war. 
we are now a kingdom at Indian civil war between two factions of the Targaryens. But it took 10 episodes just to get to that. When you can already tell in season one, oh, this is going to be a civil war between the families. Okay. And you're just kind of waiting for it to happen and waiting for yeah. it to happen and waiting for it to happen. And that's, again, Game of Thrones always had something else to cut to. So if the we're waiting for the Civil War to happen gets boring, we can cut to something else. And that's, I thought the Stepstones would kind of be our, we can cut to this. Um, but we don't. That's all we've got. We're, we're just focused on King's Landing and Dragonstone. And and there's maybe some other locations, but I don't fucking remember them. Because uh, that's where we spend most of our time is those two locations and these two factions of this one family and they're infighting. And it feels kind of small compared to the giant scope that was Game of Thrones. And it yeah. feels like this is all just extended backstory. So that's so, my biggest yeah. issue with this season. When, so, like, at the beginning of the episode when I said it's not as Game of Thronesy as I thought it was going to be, uh-huh. that's kind of the thing. Like, because in Game <coughs> you're in the north, you're at King's Landing, you're in Dorne, you're in Pentos, you know, you're at the Stormlands, you're in the Ire, you're, you know what I mean? Like, you're mm-hmm. going to all these different places following all these different stories. And in this one, you're at King's Landing. You're at Dragonstone. You're in the Stepstones. And for like an eighth of two episodes, you're at uh, whatever the, wherever the sea snake lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drift March. Drift Drift March. March. That's it. You know, and it's like, okay. And like one time you're in Pentos. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. the scope and scale of game of thrones felt so much bigger like you said than what this has right now so i'm just waiting for all of the other families and uh bannermen to start joining the fray the walter fray no sorry oh uh, yeah <laughs> sorry sorry uh, sorry sorry <laughs> the phrase don't exist anymore arya took care of them Ah, <laughs> but this is this is before then. So this Praise is when Walder Frey was. This is when Walder Frey was born. Yep. <laughs> During one of her flashback sequences. Um, <laughs> ugh. Yeah, but that's again. Uh, it's not that there's anything necessarily wrong or bad with what they chose to do. They, I feel like they really chose to focus on one aspect of what people liked about Game of Thrones, which is like the political intrigue and the infighting, and they do that very well. But if that was your least favorite part of Game of Thrones, then this probably won't hold a whole lot for you because the even though, like we said, there's dragons everywhere, but we don't really get much fighting with them. There's not a whole lot of action in this show. There's plenty of murder and death, but not a whole lot of action it really feels like we're just sort of setting things up uh, for the, which for, for next setting things up for seasons to come, which to be fair, you could also say is true of game of Thrones season one, uh, because you look at season one and even though it's trying to tell a big story, it's still fairly confined to a handful of locations. 
uh, and we don't, you know, there's not a whole lot of magic and stuff like that. That all comes in later. They kind of layer that on season by season and make things bigger and bigger. So this show has the potential to do that, to make things, to, to widen the scope of the world as the war uh, begins and envelops the whole Seven Kingdoms. Um, lots of potential. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm wondering, and so, like, that makes me wonder if, like, we'll look back on this if if future seasons are more successful like i'm not saying this season wasn't successful but like if we'll look back on season one and be like man that was a great way to start out this whole epic adventure like Mm -hmm. i wonder if they're using the original seasons of game of thrones as like a a template groundwork yeah yeah of like hey let's take it easy on season one and yeah i know they did a lot of time jumps but like they need to lay that foundation of this is what's going on to to prepare us for the future. Could very well be it. Um, um, yeah. But I do I do want to throw out too that like I feel like another thing I didn't like is there were too many characters that were trying to be like characters from the original show. Okay. Like do we need another um oh god what was his name the bald guy the eunuch uh they called him the spider yeah you know who i'm talking about yeah like i feel like they tried to recreate him with the the younger strong son See, okay, I see it less as we're trying to repeat a character and more as we need someone to fill this role for the story. Because I don't think those two were necessarily the same character, but they definitely fill the same role in being a servant of someone of power, but maybe jockeying for their own position. You don't quite know if you can trust them. Um, yeah, and I see what you're saying. Um but I, I think in most cases, I think it's less of we're trying to recreate a character and more someone has to fill this role. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, also, I miss Peter Dinklage. I'm just going to say that. We all do. We all miss Peter Dinklage. He, he really, oh man, he was a shining star in Game of Thrones. Uh, one of my favorite characters. But um, no, I, I, I don't know, there was just, like, little things like that where I'd just get sort of exhausted with who's this guy? Like, where did this guy come from? And why are we now going back to this? And is this really important to the story? So. Yep. I can I can second that. And a lot of, for me, it was also, it was that, plus a lot of shouldn't we have seen that? Like, people talking about things that happened off screen or between episodes, I'm like, shouldn't we have seen that? That seems important. Um, no, no, not you don't. You don't need to see everything. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's and they've already talked about doing flashbacks and in, in seasons going forward. And to me, I'm kind of like, why? If we spent all of this season just setting up backstory for people, why do we need further flashbacks? Other than you realize you fucked up. And you want to bring back the the you know Millie Alcott and uh, what's her name to be Alicent because people really like them and you want to continue that going forward. Like you made a decision, we're going to replace these two actresses, 
going forward after after episode five and now you're backtracking like, oh well no we'll uh we'll bring them back in um flashbacks it's like well then why did you spend an entire season giving us backstory if there were still important things we didn't get that necessitates flashbacks that's just that's me fair. just me it's fair looking at you arrow i mean what no no <laughs> no no <laughs> No, sir, that show, at least for the first five seasons, at least, fully built itself around the flashbacks having something to do with the story during present day. And we didn't have, you know, you, you can say that about Arrow, if the entire first season of Arrow was just him on the island and what happened there. And then we cut flashing back to like, yeah, we've already seen this guy. So you spent a whole season on this. I'm sorry, John. I knew I, I had to. Don't, don't come out Arrow, man. Don't. I'll come out swinging. Sorry miss you steven it was funny it was a funny it was a funny joke uh he's on tiktok um (laughs) i just thought i'd throw that out there Uh, so is keanu reeves actually okay this has been who's on tiktok (laughs) with the doc who's on who's on first not asking you who's the guy's name on second no what's the guy's name on second um that is how I feel, though, with some of the names in this show. So, like, that is another thing I didn't like, is, like, yep. just trying to follow the names <laughs> of, like, who's that? Where? Huh? And that's... Amon? Aegon? Aaron? Aaron? <laughs> that's kind of inherent with his family, unfortunately. Right? Also, if you... If you didn't get your fill, and I understand, like, it's the whole idea of the time and, like, keeping the bloodline and blah, 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 blah. But my goodness, the incest. Like, can we stop marrying our sons to our daughters and our aunts to our uncles and our nieces to our uncles? Well, again, when you're talking Targaryen, no, no, we can't. Because that is a, a family line obsessed with keeping the pure Targaryen blood going. Uh, and then again, if we're, sorry, more backstory that's only hinted at, and I feel like we maybe should have seen that is is. I know at one point they were talking about doing this as a series, and I almost kind of wish they would have done that. But they they talked about doing Aegon the Conqueror, and like that would have been much cooler. The guy who was sent to to Westeros, and it was a shit posting because no one cared about Westeros because the the height of civilization was. Um, Valeria, and then the cataclysm happened, and Valeria is gone now. And well, we're the you know, there's only a handful of uh Valerian houses left, and we're gonna go ahead and conquer all these random little kingdoms and we'll unite them into one country. Like that would have been cool, but um, I had a point to that, and I started talking, and I've lost it. Um, something about. Stuff we should have seen. Oh, there we go. Okay, got it. Got it. The whole thing about the Targaryens being obsessed with with uh, the incest and marrying brothers to sisters and keeping the bloodline pure that comes from the fact that there's only a few Valerian houses left in the world, and they don't want to dilute the Valerian bloodline. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's their their because Valerian blood can control dragons and and like we see with Danny makes you fireproof um that's where that comes from and i feel like even in this again people talk about it every once in a while but 
I feel like that would have been a much more dramatic way to open the show with like the cataclysm of Valeria. And even if it's just literally, you could have done it just as, as um, Patty Constantine telling a bedtime story to an even younger Rhaenyra um, talking about the cataclysm. And that's why there's only a handful of Valerian houses left. And, and, and that's why it's so important for our family to keep the bloodline pure and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Sorry. Now I'm just doing like, I'd watch that pitches of how I do the show, but sorry. <laughs> That's okay. They're okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's unavoidable with this family. You're going to find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there was a lot. It's not even so much. And again, it's game of Thrones. I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, it's not so much incest. You have to worry about in, in this season of the show. So much as it is, is that pedophilia? Right. Here, marry our 12-year-old. Don't worry. You won't have to bet her until yeah. she's 14. Mm. Um, I know it's supposed to be a different time and all that, but uh, huh. no, I'll take the better choice. I'll marry this 16-year-old. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, yes. This and and like the the Rhaenyra Damon thing at the whorehouse was like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's Game of Thrones, so it's like, yeah, Uncle fucking that sounds bad, but don't worry, we'll find a man, we'll find a way to make that seem like the lesser of evils. Like, oh, that's not that bad. It's sort of like the the whole Jamie uh, Cersei thing in Game of Thrones was so when we eventually learned that Danny and. Um, Jon Snow or aunt and uh, nephew. It's like, oh, well, that's not so bad. We already saw a brother and sister fucking on this show. It's so it's not right? that bad. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but the whole Allison getting called to the king's chamber made me cringe. <laughs> I like, believe that's exactly that. what it's supposed to do, sir. Ugh. Yep. And then the rat, and I was like, oh, man. And I felt like I felt like the rats were, I'm sure there's some sort of imagery there that I'm missing, but I felt like they were just eating poor Patty Constantine while he was sleeping. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, poor guy. He just wanted to play with his Legos. <clears throat> We've all been there. Uh, all right, Jay, let's jump into our last section, uh, even though we've kind of already done this. What do you want to see? What are your hopes and dreams for season? <clears throat> Sorry. That was weird. For season the, two. You've been sitting on the Iron Throne again, Jay? I have okay? been, damn it. Yeah. Well, two fingers fell off, finger? but I've still got three on the one hand, so I think I'm okay. The did thumb you is lose good. a whole arm? Did you, did you lose a whole arm in an episode? <laughs> no, but half my face is gone. I need a uh, Phantom of the Opera mask real quick. <laughs> hey, you, you sure you're good? Are you going to drink some poison tea, maybe? That that definitely has not touched on... Okay, anyway, sorry. I'm going back into more things. Um, oh, do you want to talk I... about abortion allegory? <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. I'd rather not, you're but if you want to go there... Tea. Drink this tea. Yep. For any mistakes you may have made. Uh huh. Oh, wow. No. That's some pretty dope tea. Anyway, moving on. 
What do you want to see? Jay wants to see more tea. Wait, wait, wait. I have one joke. Can I make one joke? Can I stop you? (laughs) No is the answer to that question. It's not plan B. It's plan T. (laughs) No. It's my one man slow clap for you, Jay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just thought of it and I had to. Okay. Anyway. Um, moving forward, I that is going to be the title of this episode. By the way, it's it's not Plan B, it's Plan T. Yep. Oh God, that is a, it's good. Um, I want to see more action set pieces. Uh, it doesn't have to take up the whole episode. Looking at you, episode three of season eight. Um, I think it was episode three. Sounds right. Uh. I I would like to see some more action adventure type things going on. Um, some more fighting would be nice. A little one-on-one dueling. Um, more dragons, obviously. Let's let's leave the whole positioning for power thing for a little bit and just go full on into civil war. I feel like that. At least I hope that will take a bit more of a background because again, I feel like. Um, you've read Richard the Third, right? Shakespeare. Uh, my horse, no. my horse, my, king, my kingdom for a horse. Okay, so, well, okay. What about uh, um, much to do about nothing? Uh, no. Okay, let's just okay. Well, those are stories where war is done. It's peacetime, and in peacetime, people are bored. So we get to political jockeying and backstabbing and all that kind of stuff. But now war were declared. Uh, as they would say in Futurama. And that, I feel like, should take a bit of a backseat to, hey, there's an actual war for power to fight. Yes. So less about, you know, making someone look bad at court and positioning someone to, you know, gain you favor and and favors traded for favors and that kind of stuff. And more of, hey, we can loan you an army to help you win this battle. It'll only cost you one of your daughters to marry off to my son. Like that kind of stuff. Um, And I feel like we started that a little bit in the last episode of, you know, rallying your your bannermen and and holding people to their oaths and, you know, the sides are being drawn. So hopefully when season two kicks off, it'll be all, the kingdom will mean all at war. And it'll be more about, uh, um, grabbing those wild dragons and helping balance the sides out because it's going to be, you know, who's got more dragons and who's got the bigger Navy um, and, and where will these battles be fought? And uh, I'm fine doing game of Thrones where we get one major battle this season and then some smaller skirmishes kind of spread throughout. That's fine. But I'm with you, Jay, like it's game. of You're, you're selling this as it's a game of Thrones show. People expect all the same things they got from Game of Thrones. One thing you're majorly lacking on. And so was, in their defense, so was season one of Game of Thrones. But you've got to inject some action into the show. Yep. Uh, I mean, we had to wait a long time to see Jamie Lannister fight Ed Stark in season one, but it was a cool fight. Um, so you start ramping that up as you go. And then, yeah, uh, yeah my other thing is, that we talked about while we're sending people out to find allies, widen this world a bit, expand your scope a bit. Uh, yeah. What's going on in Dorne? 
Um, does that have anything to play with this? Uh, who's going to side with whom? Uh, you know, we already had, you know, uh, uh, Targaryen's going to call in favors from Baratheons and knowing what we know of the future. That's kind of ironic and funny. Um, what's going on up north? We saw the Starks briefly in one episode, but like, all right, give us some more Stark action. Um, yeah, show us show us Winterfell. What's up in Winterfell? Yeah, just again, widen the scope of okay, and, and I get why it focused so much on these handful of locations in the in this season because we're focusing solely on this family. But now this family conflict has boiled over into a war that will engulf the entirety of the seven kingdoms. Show us the rest of the seven kingdoms. Ooh, I just thought of something that I okay. think would be cool to see. All right. <clears throat> the Night's Watch in its full glory. God, yes. And, and first of all, fuck yes. Second of all, uh, I feel like part of this is there's still so many other Game of Thrones spinoffs in development at HBO. I wonder if some of this is, because uh, I know at one point they someone had pitched a Night's Watch series. <coughs> following like the founding of the night's watch and stuff so i don't know how much of this show was kind of tailored back because like we don't want to step on other shows toes or, or other shows that might come i know they keep teasing us about doing a uh, a dunkin egg show and oh my god i'd kill to get that um which is a, a, a night for hire traveling the kingdom in oh god uh i think it's after this civil war but the targaryens are still in power um but there's still kind of a tug of war thing going on. So I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, d- don't let shows in development hinder what this show can do. If that makes sense. Cause yes, seeing, seeing yeah, the wall and the night's watch and all the castles. In, in, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, did you forget what you were going to say for a second? Again? No, I mostly remembered it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that I just just move us forward a little bit more, like not time jump us again. Like I I feel like I feel like Fry sometimes uh, from that episode of Futurama where he's like, did everything just taste purple? Um, <laughs> like, but again, like I said, it wasn't as jarring for me. But at the same time, it's like calm down with the time jumps. Let's. Uh, Let's put the chronotons back where they're supposed to be um, and calm calm our shit a little bit. Yeah, again, if season one was just getting all the backstory out of the way so we understand the sides of this war and what's at stake and, and why everything came to be, then, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm willing to overlook a lot of sins if that gets backstory out of the way. But if we spend this season still not at war, and still tiptoeing around, oh, we're at war, but we haven't fought anything yet. And now we're going to have some flashbacks for some more backstory. Like, if you do that, I'm going to be pissed. Because I'm fine. Forgive, you know, I'll forgive this season of Lost Sins if the backstory is out of the way. And now the board is set and we're going to war. I'll be okay with that. War! I, I, we're going to war! <laughs> Sorry. War, we're declared. Um, <laughs> Scruffy believes in this company. Uh, yeah, I forgot where I was going. But yeah, that, that, if, if that's where we're going, then I'm I'm okay with this season, be, season being a little slower. Nerd alert has. Jay. No, oh, sorry. I was just saying this episode of Nerd Alert has been brought to you by Futurama. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Anyway, no, I, I'm with you. Uh, and uh, dragon fights. Yes. I mean, we we want to see fighting of all kind. I want to see battle uh, armies fighting armies. I want to see navies fighting navies. And then a dragon comes in and just tears a navy apart. And that leads to uh, two dragons fighting in the sky over a sea full of burning ships. And maybe on one of those ships, we see a one-on-one fight between like a navy captain and somebody. I don't know. Get fucking nuts, man. You're HBO. Spend that money. Right? Uh, yeah. I want to see, I want to see Vagar fuck some shit up, um, because you know if you know me, John, bigger is better. I uh, have heard you say that on occasion, yeah. And Vagar is the bigger and the betterest right now. So <laughs> for now, uh, yes, until Damon unleashes that wild dragon that I'm assuming, or whatever other whatever that dragon. was, yeah. It's just like there's too many there's too many dragons with like X's in their names. There's and like that's... Araxis, Sorexis. <laughs> that's something and, else we and... need is we we need a good old map uh, to kind of help us keep track of how many dragons are out there and who's got what. Uh, uh, we, we need a good old fashioned battle map. There's to set the stage. <laughs> there's of course there <laughs> there's of course um, the dragon anthrax. Uh-huh. Which uh huh. The yellow one, the Holy, Cyrax. Uh huh. Which is which is guarding the Holy Grail. The red uh-huh. one, Sector. Sector. Uh, and there's got, the gray uh, one, Smoke. And the, wait, then wait. you have you have the other yellow one, Scorpion. And yeah. then the blue one, Sub Zero. Right. He breathes, then you have he breathes ice. Yep. And then you have Sub Zero's brother because we killed Sub Zero. But um, he's got a scar over an eye for some reason. And then there's that. Wait a minute. Now we're just naming ninjas from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Then there's Leonardo and Donatello. I need Sir Pete and his dragon to show up. And there's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Gloin, Oin, Loin, Nori, Dory, Ori, Biffer, Boffer, Bomber, and a partridge in a pear tree. Wait, what was that one from? I know that. I've heard that. The Hobbit. Oh. Those are the dwarves from The Hobbit. Uh, yeah yeah um yeah too many there you just, go. yeah let's let's map it out let's map it out stop um, kids Aegon. please one other thing i want to take the task um i the opening credits sequence i think it's interesting that they're tracing the bloodlines in the way that the original show traced the map i get what you're going for that's cool kind of um but either go whole hog and just go back to doing maps and showing us where things are going to take place or keep your actual bloodline credits and get your own fucking theme song sorry you don't like the reigns of Castamere. i love that's not reigns of Castamere. i love the game of thrones opening credits but i don't want to see the same music put over house of the dragon get your own theme music isn't isn't that Reigns of Castamere? No, Reigns of Castamere is a different song, Jay. I promise you. Uh, okay. I will take your word for it, sir. You can you can Google it when we're done. I I don't want to Google it. Okay. I feel like I'll go down a rabbit hole of like <laughs> That's the Google's built for, sir. Oh, I just I want to bring up something since we're doing okay. this. 
Okay. Yeah. I just, I just want to bring this up. It doesn't really have much to do with the show, but it does have something to do with the show. Okay. For you Google a couple of things, okay? I Google a couple <laughs> of things about House of the Dragon, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, just yeah, Google a few things. Now my damn Google, every time it pops open, it's like, oh, is Daenerys related to Rhaenyra Targaryen? I don't give a fuck. How is Jon Snow related to Daemon? I don't give a fuck. Is this Targaryen related to this? Tar- I don't care. There's like all these articles about who might, may or may not be related. And then there's ones that are like, oh, was was Drogon bigger than Vagar? No, Drogon's not bigger than fucking Vagar. Vagar's like 200 years old. You really need a fucking three-page article explaining why Vagar is bigger than Drogon. No, no. My God. In a, in, a, <clears throat> in a world powered by clickbait. This is the bullshit you get, yes. Ah, it's just so frustrating. It's like, I don't care. I don't care if Daenerys is related to these Targaryens. She is, somehow, down the line, related to Targaryens. Her last name is Targaryen. That's all you need to know. Like, do you you need to know that Daemon was her great, great, great grand uncle twice removed from Rhaenyra's side? No. Who gives a shit? You, you there? You there, John? I'm here. Sorry. Oh. I fell down a Google hole. It, was it... Are you trying to figure out if Daenerys is related to Rhaenyra? Yep. I needed a clickbait article to tell me that. <laughs> uh, I'm interested. What's your Google hole? Uh, What the fuck is the theme song called? Oh. that That sounded a little dirty. What's your Google hole? <laughs> wouldn't you like to know is it does it need to be filled with a painting of feet <laughs> hey get off my reddit feet okay jeez <laughs> by ravens <laughs> oh man. sorry no i was trying to i was trying to make sure i wasn't uh bullshitting you but as far as i can tell the game of thrones theme song is just called game of thrones theme Okay. Reigns of Castamere, I believe, is a, is a different song. But I was trying to make sure I wasn't uh, wasn't wrong. If I was, it's, I was going to apologize to you. It's fine. Um, I did. I just want to throw out one more thing. Now that I brought up the feet thing again, isn't it? Why isn't, isn't Scott? It, why right? is this guy here to? He's missing gold, man. I just want to bring up one thing now that we brought up the feet thing again. Uh, isn't it weird? I don't know if you felt this way, but I certainly felt this way. In a TV show filled with incest and borderline pedophilia and, like, a lot of very strange shit happening, Mm -hmm. that the most uncomfortable I was in this entire season was when the dude was just yanking his crank while looking at her feet. Like, that was the most uncomfortable I was in the entire series. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but that's how I felt. I thought you were just going to go with the show needs more boobs. No. Well, oh, okay. it wouldn't hurt. Um, <laughs> but... <coughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's our thoughts and opinions on season one of House of the Dragon. 
uh, what we liked, what we didn't like, who we liked, who we don't like, and what we want to see going forward from the show. So let us know what did you like, what did you not like, and what do you want to see going forward. Are you with us? Are you not with us? Uh, more feet stuff, less feet stuff, whatever. Uh, are you interested in opening an account on ravensonlyfansfeet.com? Which I'm now going to register as is a domain name. No, I'm not. Uh, let us know. Uh, did you miss Scott trying to be the voice of reason among me and Jay? We sure did. Uh, until next time, though, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.